You're going to want to vaccinate for this one. It's Mikey J on KGUP Presents. Mothers, lock up your daughters. It's time to see Mikey J. Mikey J. Are you fucking with me? We're dealing with one sick son of a bitch. The NBC, the fake news. Hey, guys. Well, I've been erupting. Hey, I'm working too, bro. Okay. You're fake news. We're gonna see if this thing sticks on. Wow. So we're gonna, I think it's right over here is where it's catching. Wow. Hey, I got a question. You don't know anybody's gotten Bell's palsy after eating the donuts, do you? No. I can't tell if it's the, I got it after I got my, my vaccine. I don't know if it's the donuts or this. So, Dr. Drew, how am I supposed to have any sort of confidence in the CDC knowing that they uh, poison black people with syphilis. Right. Well, the, the... I don't know how I'm going to get my Alfredo pasta. The only thing that helps me is the soothing sounds of Alex Stein's voice helping me get through my lobster pasta withdrawals. Your prime time, 99 Alex Stein. Would you like to marry my sister Fatima? Okay. The slice is for you, Fauci. I love you. This one also goes out to you, Bill Gates. You guys are hiding all information of anybody that's actually getting affected by this vaccine negatively. When you look at Hank Aaron, he was my favorite baseball player. He gets a COVID vaccine, dies two weeks later. Wait, it did something. I swear to God, it did something. Dude, it's sticking. I can finally join the Illuminati. It really don't matter at all. You just saw AKA Craig Diamonds, y'all. So what you say? We gon' get naughty, y'all. Ready to party with the girls with naked bodies, y'all. Working for the so money. Please get on your knees. Working for the money. So how you doing? I'm Mikey J, and you're watching season three of KGUP Presents. Thank you for your patronage. And if you love this show and you want to support it, please get a t-shirt. Uh, I actually have one of the new ones you can see right here. And it just came in this week. And so I'm happy to uh, show it to you right now. So if you can grab a hat or a t-shirt, you can get a sling bag. You can get, uh, you can go to the website at www.kgup1065.com forward slash shop. And the reason why I'm not wearing my t-shirt because I'm wearing the t-shirt of my personal favorite show. If anyone knows me, I love talk radio. I love the whole talk radio or talk show format. In fact, I, I used to love all kinds of stuff, you know, like Donna Mike's show, Jim Rome show, hit Howard Stern. I even liked uh, Alex Jones, but, I, you know, I stopped watching him around the time Hillary Clinton was uh, running for office. And, you know, we'll get into that later. But uh, I bring up those characters because, you know, my guest today, he falls in line with the, the aforementioned. And if it wasn't for him, I, I don't think I would have done half half the, the the way that i'm doing it right now and i i just he deserves all the thanks and you know he's got <laughs> i mean he's a legend in the making he's funny he's lovable he's got the worst diet in the trivia community but i love the guy and hope to inspire him to change his diet and I mean, he loves the eating on camera i'm probably going to end up joining him very soon to do that with him 
and he loves his Krispy Kreme donuts. And he's also the hit show. Uh, he's also the host of the hit show Conspiracy Castle. He's the co-host on the Baby Truther Show. And if you haven't heard of any of these shows, you need to check him out. You need to subscribe and support them. And like I said, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be talking this way and, and doing the show in the conspiracy. He's just been an inspiration. And before I get too far, I wanted to bring on the legend himself, the prince of conspiracy, the king of late night, the mighty talk show host himself, the Mr. Grind and Shine, the great primetime 99, the one and only Alex Stein. <laughs> What's up, my guy? I'm dead. I'm dead. Somebody called the paramedics. She said, I'm in heaven. I never, I felt like I'm at the Burley Gate. They all told me I was such a loser. The teacher said, Alex, you're going to be a used car salesman. I did become one. But that's not what I'm saying is I've achieved more than that because if I can lead one man, if I can teach one man how to fish, and that means that I can feed you. And I'm telling you, Mikey, you just telling me that I've inspired you one little bit. Because you and I have a lot of the same personal heroes. I see Jim Rome, Howard Stern, all that stuff. Because we like talk radio because it gives us a lot of comfort. But I'm saying the fact that you can genuinely say all the goofy stuff aside, that I genuinely inspire you, dude, that makes me feel good. It makes me feel like it's worth it. Like it's not about money. It's not about success. Because that means I'm successful. That means that I'm leading the pack. I don't know. It just makes me feel really good. And I know you're probably doing that to be super nice. But I, it inflates my ego. A lot because, dude, well, let's be honest. When you come in and start talking to a microphone, we got to be a little goofy to do this, Mikey, you know? And, oh, yeah. And, and, and so it's not like easy. You got a lot of stuff to talk about. You're going to say dumb stuff. You're going to do embarrassing, awkward stuff. So you just have to really go go at it and not worry about the opinion of others. So the fact that I've even influenced you a little bit, like I said, I, I always say this, I'm not a role model, but like if I, if I can encourage people to like go after what they want, like if you listen to talk radio... That, that's how I was. I wish I was doing this a long time ago because I've yeah. listened to so much radio. I listened to so many hours of Howard Stern. And I'm talking about, I would listen to this when I go to bed before I go to bed at night. I'm sure you're the same way, Mikey. Would you listen to like old stuff before you fall asleep? Oh, I, I still do it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, every night I'm listening to something. It's like uh, a bedtime story. <laughs> exactly. So that's that's why I, when you and I was doing that before I had a show and I'm sure you were, too. It's like I did. The, I did the research. There's nothing more that I like than to listen to talk radio. I should have been doing talk radio my whole life. That's one regret. But nothing's too late because, Mikey, I'm going to be the king of all conspiracy. You're coming with me. You got the shirt. You're best dressed. You're hired. You don't dress Ooh. for the job you have. You dress for the job you want. That is CEO of the conspiracy castle. That is top dog right there so you are already thinking your mindset is all ready in the correct mode so i just really applaud you and like i said that was the best introduction i've ever had in my life i can't believe that i'm still on cloud nine i gotta pinch myself so i know i'm not dreaming well you know what it, it wasn't always that way when i first discovered you you were on the the baby truther show when it was still jaronism and uh i thought who the hell is this guy? Why is this dopey guy on my screen? I mean, he's eating McDonald's French fries. He's drinking Diet Cokes and Dr. Pepper. And you weren't talking about any conspiracies. And I was like, what the hell was Jaron and David thinking? And then, and, and then one day you had a compelling argument about Flat Earth and how you were duped by Donald Trump. And I was like, well, that's kind of like how I felt. You know, I, I felt like we were all duped and into believing that this guy was the savior and he ended up not doing shit. And then 
all he did was just sell the the, the he vacation. Ended up being worse, dude, dude. Donald Trump ended up being a, the anti-hero because the way he screwed all those people that went to the Capitol. That's that's the that was forget the vaccine salesman. I can almost understand that because it's like, oh, I want to work for Big Pharma. I'm this illegal Illuminati. Like, I can almost get that. But the fact that he had actual power to uh pardon those people he could have said ah presidential pardon i know people would have freaked out but he could have said you know or he could have pardoned most of them you know met you know like literally the majority of them and didn't and and as much as he says that he didn't tell him to go in that building dude he incurred you know that as a trump fan he was encouraging people to go to dc on that day and protest yeah. against it so so what was he did he want anybody to go in the capitol and and they didn't really do anything wrong in my opinion no, but he's just a coward. He should have backed those people up. So that's why I lost all respect for Trump. But how did you fall in love with Trump? Like, when did you start to like? Because I didn't like him either at first either. I didn't really like him when he was running against Hillary. You know, I, I, I remember seeing him on like Oprah. And then, you know, he, he was always kind of like the, the goofy guy on the reality. You know, you're fired, you know, show. I can't remember what the name of it was. The Apprentice. But, yeah. I and mean, he wasn't like... He wasn't like the staunch Republican. He was he was kind of like a libertarian. He was speaking the language that, you know, I I I like having free speech and and all that stuff. I was never really conservative. I I was just they were the only format that was really speaking anything close to my language. Like, you know, I went to I went to college. I, I hung out with a bunch of like LGBT people and yeah, I support I'm not conservative. I, I just want to put that I've never been conservative. Yeah, I mean I stopped going to Chick-fil-A when when I heard that they were against Prop 8, you know, and, and, That's and fair. A, against uh, same-sex marriage. And I was like, well, screw these guys, yeah. you know. <laughs> I'm a liberal. I was never. That's why I never also really liked Trump because I'm not. I don't really believe in conservatism. I don't think we should be like transitioning males to be able to compete against women in the Olympics. Like I think there can be little levels to this. And like with abortion, I'm not saying you have to get rid of all abortion, but you know, after the once the baby has a heartbeat, maybe you don't. Maybe you don't. Maybe it can't be aborted. I mean, maybe there are some sort of rules where we can meet in the middle. Um, yeah. You know, what are you going to do? Go ahead. Sorry. I mean, there there should be some kind of middle ground. But, you know, the way that the, the system is set up, there is no middle ground. There, there's no that whole bipartisan bipartisanship is all bullshit. You know, it, it, they, they want the division. And Mikey, it's identity politics, too. People don't yeah. have an identity, so they have to pick a side. And so they have to just blindly go with that, even if they don't align with it ideologically. Completely. I think it's a hard word to say, but even, you know, even if it kind of goes against what they really feel in their heart, they still do that. And it's really, we're creating this society that's so divided that like, this is what I imagined when they told us in school, like what the sixties were like and the civil rights protests and all that stuff. Cause I asked my dad about that, like before Corona, I mean, years ago, he's like, yeah, I don't, I never protested. You know, I don't, I don't remember. He's like, I remember good memories of like the sixties and seventies. Um, but he was a kid, obviously. So what I'm saying is like maybe every year there's this cultural revolution and, and we're just happen to be a part of it, I guess, you know, uh, but there's never been a time in society where it's been more divided and it's so, so blatant that I don't right. know if we can get back. I don't think we can really meet in the middle, like you said. Yeah. You know, you know, I used to I root for, you know, Bill Clinton and Obama. And I think just little by little, as I started to wake up, I, I begin to realize that the, everybody is a freaking liar. Every single president. I mean, you can go all the way back to Lyndon Johnson during the the civil rights movement, and 
I mean, that whole civil rights bill of 1964 was just really just to destroy the black family. And that was all screwed up. And that was around the time that they had that whole uh, Tuskegee, like syphilis, syphilis thing. Yeah, that, I mean, dude, they've been using black people to fill up the private prisons. They don't care about yeah. uh, And then they think that they're OK because they give them welfare for every child. But you're getting all these poor black kids are raised without a father figure. And that's the problem right. with society. It's not it's not even their fault. You and I, I mean, regardless of how much your father's in your life, you're tended the more he's in your life the more structure you have i mean that's just statistically so if you're statistically take away all these kids fathers they're gonna have more issues than people of other uh, race I, right. so it just it just sucks that the system's really built to fail like that yeah and now that's been like three four generations since then and nobody knows anything differently you know if you grew up during that era in, in the, the 94 1994 omnibus bill omnibus bill was passed. I mean, they created the whole three strikes bill. Good old Bill Clinton, you know, and it filled Dude, the three up. strikes is ridiculous. People would go to, went to jail for life for stealing a piece of pizza on their third yeah. strike. There was a guy that served life for a piece of pizza on his third strike. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. So that's when I started to realize, like, why, why am I why am I voting Democrat? Like, really, because if you look at the policies and you go all the way back in time, you know, I mean, I'm not talking about like Franklin D. Roosevelt, you know, I'm talking about afterwards. You realize that all these like racism is, is really deeply rooted in the, the, the whole democratic system. And it, there's this whole guise and we're supposed to just blindly believe and just follow and vote for whoever's blue. And I'm like, I, I don't even... I don't really like voting for Republican because they they turn a blind eye and, and there are certain ideological like points of views. And it's like, you know, who, who do, what do we do? What do we do? I mean, I want to get rid of them all. I mean, honestly, <laughs> we're screwed. I don't yeah. know what we're going to do because none of these politicians are any good. And the only way you become a politician is if you get like funding from some sort of like new world order or some sort of I mean, whether you want to say you're whether you want to say you're a conspiracy theorist or not. It's some political action committee that basically has to put you up like AOC for you to even make it. So you have to be like anointed by some sort of like group of people, whether you want to call it a secret society or not. You have to have these people that back you to become a politician. So that means you are always indentured to somebody else. So these people are bought and sold like toilet paper. We're ran by multinational corporations where, in fact, I believe there's just a ruling where some company company was using uh, uh, was not responsible for them using slave labor because it was used through like a third party person. You know, since they hired a, a person and they hired the slave laborers, these multinational corporations just want a big non slavery suit. So it's that type of situation where these are the companies that are really running the world. And it doesn't even matter about the politicians because they're just put in place. They're just bought and sold. So when um, the world is run by soulless companies we're screwed dude. yeah and i have been recently discovering that we're all born into slavery so if you're not part of the 12 families i mean we're we're just kind of screwed just trying to get out of the system and, and if you're lucky you might have some money that you can invest and in, like put away and, and you know kind of cash in but for the most part most americans and most people around the world are just living in poverty and just barely getting by that's a yeah. fact, but we're only screwed if we choose to be screwed because you're right. Like we're screwed no matter what, but like we got to, we got to turn a bad situation. Good. I mean, that's just life. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, so like you are right, but we can't also fall into the nihilist black pill. Oh, everything, you know, we're screwed. So it doesn't matter because 
even though uh, we're underdogs, that doesn't mean that we can't win in life. I, and I'm not trying to be anecdotal or, or, or hokey, but it gets like that in this conspiracy world, though. It gets like that. We're like, oh, what's the point of it? Like, what's the point of it all? If it's, you're just run by evil villains and I can never make it, and I'm always going to be in debt. Well, like, I'm telling you, if you can look at the system and you're not hypnotized by it and you're not a victim of the trauma-based mind control, life is actually pretty good. Like, if you don't believe what you yeah. see on the news and you actually go out and you just talk to people, like like when you go to Vector Brewing and people are just having beers and relaxing, it's not all intense. I mean, when people get shit-faced at bars, that gets intense. But I'm saying, you know, in general, people are pretty chill. It's not as bad as they tell you on right. TV. When they do the ticker, 600,000 deaths, you don't walk outside and see people dying on the street. No. So the real world that we live in, and if you if you don't fall for the trauma-based mind control and you don't fall for the, you know, you're not necessarily screwed if you don't fall for the traps they set for you. But when you fall for all of them, you know, it's impossible to not fall for some of the traps. So that's the problem. Because you want to, like I always talk about, you want to unplug from the matrix and then plug back into it because you want to fit in with the normies. And then you want to, you know, not be with the normies. So it's this weird kind of tango you have to do. And it's yeah. not easy. Otherwise, it'll be like they live and they're all going to be pointing at you to, you know, <laughs> get them. It is like He's they not- live, though. It is like <laughs> they live. Like every time I see a pharmaceutical company, I'm like, give me a break. But these people really think for their depression and health. And I get it. People take medicine, but they, they think that they can fix everything with a pill. And they think Big Pharma has their best interest. And that's like the farthest thing from the truth. It is a capitalist situation, a capitalist company that is trying to make money. That's why they charge $200 for insulin in America and $2 in Mexico. So that is the same system that sells you all these ads on TV that want to get you on antidepressants that make you more suicidal. Because I was never suicidal in my life. Then I got on uh, uh, antidepressants for a little bit lamictal some hardcore stuff i didn't know at the Ooh. time it made me feel suicidal and i wasn't i was just getting out of college i was uh i wasn't even really that depressed i was just kind of sleeping a lot and lazy and kind of unmotivated like i am now I, I i wasn't really i wasn't really depressed i was just drinking a lot in college and i kind of had you know you're, when you're yeah. kind of drunk and hung over all the time your mental health is not in a good state it was right when i got out of college i got on lamictal and i was never suicidal that made me like idolize. I thought about, I tried it for a month and for a whole month, I thought about killing myself. And I was like, wow. man, th- this is poison. I wasn't actually going to do it, but what it causes is this mind, this thing in your brain, it's called suicide, suicidal idolization, where it doesn't necessarily mean you want to actually kill yourself, but you uh, vision if you died, what that scenario would be like, You're like, oh, they would feel so guilty. Oh, and so that's what people actually fall in love with. They don't necessarily fall in love with them killing themselves because then it's over. They actually fall in love with like the, the envisioning the pain or like what it would cause or you know actually doing it like being dead and the relief like oh so it's weird this pill that they prescribe and any doctor like i said i got lamictal from a doctor that didn't do anything i was like man i'm kind of depressed lately he was, he was just general practitioner he's like oh this will be good and this this has been shown to help try this for a month and like you shouldn't drink and i was like well i'm gonna try to stop drinking and like i was still drinking on i was a 22 or whatever i was an idiot <laughs> Uh, uh, but regardless, anybody gets on these pills, they're all from big pharma. The same people that are selling the vaccines We're so screwed that they live thing. That's what I want to shake people. I want to be like, do y'all not see this? These health companies don't want to keep us healthy. And it's so blatant. And in Europe, they can't even legally run commercials for, uh, pharmaceutical companies because of the laws. And, and everybody's just like, Oh, I trust the science. We're just screwed, dude. Yeah, why don't we have laws that protect us? You know, because we're run by multinational corporations. Because all the lobbyists would never let that happen. 
Yeah, because the United States is basically a corporation in itself. That's yeah. the thing. Not 100%. America is just as the same as Disneyland we're, or Costco. Yeah, we're owned by a board of directors. That's what it is. It really is. I mean, it, it's like imagine like Sony or MGM or however these big companies are. It's like we're literally run by a corporation that tries to hide the real stuff behind closed doors. And yeah, we can get like Freedom of Information Acts. And sometimes we get some Fauci emails and he said that they donated a hundred thousand dollars in the thing. <laughs> it's like, shut the fuck up. Fauci didn't know that. They, I mean, they're all crooked. Uh, uh, everybody should know Fauci's an idiot. And these people still believe him. It's just. It's absurd what they give us, and it's, uh, what is it, circus and peanuts, and we're just all distracted by it, and the, at the end of the day, the real stuff, this board of trustees and this corporation, the real bad stuff happens behind closed doors, and we never, ever get to uh, even get a sniff of it, what's really happening. So let's talk about you. I mean, what, how did you get started in, like, this whole conspiracy? Because you went, you went to LSU, right? You went to Louisiana State University? Okay, and, so let me. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. No, no, no. Actually, I like to talk so much. You know, I pontificate. <laughs> I gotta shut the heck up. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. How I, did I'm, I get into conspiracies? I'm a freaking nut job. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Went to LSU, graduated in 2010. Then I moved to LA, went to Central Casting, didn't have any jobs, signed up as a, as a young 23 year old man. And I could play 18 to look younger. So I got booked on a bunch of shows, you know, a bunch of like shows as the high school kid. Now I'm looking a little older. I didn't shave. I meant to shave right before, but it's not what I'm saying is I, 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 I did that for a couple of years. Dude, I was totally lived out. I mean, I was liberal. I was very not even liberal. I just was didn't give a fuck, you know, but I would definitely have leaned more liberal. Like, like I would say, oh, I loved Obama and shit like that when I lived in L.A. Because I did. You know, I liked Obama. I think we all did. <laughs> yes, I'm saying. I mean, I liked Obama. It was cool to like Obama. I liked Obama when it was cool to like Obama. But it wasn't because I was necessarily trying to fit in. It's because I really didn't have any political affiliation. I kind of thought it was cool. And there was times I probably thought Oprah was cool. And there was times when I thought all these Tom Hanks was a good actor. And I mean, he's probably still is a, a, a talented actor. But once you like once you meet your heroes, not that I met them, but once you kind of see who they true their true colors, you really start to detest them, especially because uh, all the people that become celebrities suck. But back to my story, because I'm going to be a celebrity and then I'm going to hate myself, which I already kind of do. So I'm, I'm winning. OK, what I'm going to say is my, my but my conspiracy world. Went to went lived in California, kind of, you know, worked on a few shows I had a little bit of success, but then I had an opportunity to come back to Dallas and work for the TV show Cheaters. And Cheaters is a show where we catch uh, people cheating on their husbands and wives. And there's some funny stuff that goes on. And I signed a non-disclosure agreement, so I can't talk that much about Cheaters. But you can do your own research about that show. But what I'm saying is with the last few years of Cheaters, I really started to get into conspiracy when in 2015, I, I believe that was when I probably first saw Loose Change. And I'd heard, you know, about like, you know, 9-11 inside job memes like that. And I just, but I hadn't really ever investigated it. And I always thought it was weird, the passports in Pennsylvania. Like I always kind of thought that was weird. And I heard those stories and figured something weird happened, but I didn't, I didn't like, I was like, oh, they probably just shot down that flight 93 and that's normal. And they tell us difference. And it wasn't like a controlled demolition, you know, it wasn't as fake as it was. I didn't think that. 2015 happened and i was like man the news can't lie the news can't lie and dude i was getting into flat earth that's when i was really getting into flat earth and i was kind of denying flat earth i was kind of denying flat earth i mean i i, I liked it i was listening to it constantly but i was like didn't want it i didn't 
But when I first got into Flat Earth, I kind of told some people and they looked at me like I was a fucking idiot. And I was like, okay, well, yeah. I can never tell anybody this. I can never <laughs> bring this to anybody like that. I and I and, and I mean, unless I was like somebody random, I could bring it up. But you know, like somebody like I was really actually trying to explain these uh, complicated ideas to. No, you can't just say that to somebody that's not motivated to learn it. But what I'm saying is right around that is when I saw when I saw Loose Change, I saw like Eric Dubay. And mm -hmm. I'd been into conspiracies because back to the Los Angeles thing, I lived in, in Hollywood near the Scientology Center. So like I always see the guys on their bikes. So I was kind of into Scientology. Like I kind of like learned, looked into L. Ron Hubbard and stuff. That was kind of my first conspiracy. I'm like, who is this guy? Yeah. So And I still love uh, Scientology conspiracies. So that kind of opened the door to it all. But basically, and then when I started watching those Eric Dubay videos and I was like, man, this makes a lot of sense. Like, wait, well, how is the North Star there? And how, why is the sun seem closer than it is? And like, you know, just a lot of stuff that I just saw with my eyes that I always kind of just would have thought instinctually. Uh, and then you hear somebody talking about it like, oh, there's other people that had this. Uh, Samuel Robotham who had this, you know, uh, he wrote a whole book about it. It's a TEDx astronomy. And like, there's other people talking about it that aren't so crazy then you realize it's a, it's a little more real but back to my story of the conspiracy i still kind of wasn't buying anything and then dude i thought hillary clinton is gonna win a thousand percent that shows you how out of touch i was i guess i mean i thought i was in touch with but like i guess everything i saw was like john oliver or youtube or whatever and i was looking at conspiracy stuff at the time but I still thought, oh, Hillary has a 99.9% .9 chance to win. Like, Hillary, like Donald Trump's cool, but this is a business deal. Like, he's just doing this because he'll now be the apprentice, VIP. Right. If, you know, I just thought, oh, he's going to, he probably, and I thought, oh, he's going to put up a good race because I knew people were like, oh, I'm voting for him. I was like, oh, well, you know, it might be a little, I didn't think maybe it was going to be a landslide, but I was like, no way Hillary loses. No way. Only because I was watching the news in the lead up. John Oliver, the little bit of news I saw, every, oh, it's, Trump's joke, zero percent chance, zero percent chance. In the day of Mikey, the day of the election, New York Times said she had a ninety-nine percent chance of winning, and she lost. And that was it. That next day, I was like, "Dude, the news is officially fake. Like yeah. it, it is. It will say anything." And I knew it was fake, but that's. And then, like shortly thereafter, Las Vegas shooting happened, and that was it. That that was about. That was kind of like I was like. Looking at all the shooting stuff that woke me up to Sandy Hook, that woke me up to so much stuff. Oh and, yeah, and I was just done. I mean, I, I I was no looking back, and I've never been the same since. But 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 I didn't start my channel till the coronavirus, really, till May. Then I'd always talked about it because because you know I was I was planning. I you know I uploaded YouTube videos a while ago, but I never really had a channel idea. But what motivated me is. The co-host for the show Cheaters that I worked on for a long time. He died of a drug overdose, Clark Gable Jr. Well, he was just Clark Gable. His grandfather is Clark Gable from Gone with the Wind. He just used that as a stage name to sound like his grandfather. But he was like a two-bit you know, reality TV host. I love you, Clark. RIP. Mr. Guy is a great guy. They said, oh, Alex, we're going to make you the next host. And then right when all of that social justice stuff happened, they made the host a black guy. And I then so that's why that kind of oh. moved me. I was like, yeah, I was like, and I'm not anti-black. They just kind of went with a different vibe, a different guy, which is yeah. totally fine.
But I was like, well, I got to do something on my own because I thought I was going to do that. I was like exercising, working out, practicing. I was like, well, I'm going to host my own thing. And it was the best thing that could have happened to me because now I'm doing my own thing. I'm building my own audience. Mike, Mikey, I got you as my buddy. You, you know, we're going to film stuff. I'm creating my own content. I'm not creating content for somebody else, even though right now my audience isn't huge, but it doesn't matter. In, in two or three or four years, dude, it will be huge because as long as we're consistent with our stuff and our, as long as it's funny too, I mean, it needs to be funny. Yeah. But, but I'm creating on my own. There's nobody in, in, that's stopping my means of production. I just do it myself. Oh, I have a stupid idea. Film it, do it. If I edit it myself, find somebody else to edit it. I don't have to fit inside some sort of paradigm or some sort of box. And uh, the, the the audience that I gain, it's for me, it's not, oh, I'm, I'm, oh, I like you from the TV show Cheaters, or I like you. No, this is the best thing that could happen to me. I wish it happened to me a lot sooner. Yeah, and you know, I'm, I'm willing to try just about anything in it because I, I was just feeling like, my show format was just being stale. I wasn't really being myself. And I'm just falling in line and doing something that I really wasn't interested in. I mean, like, I love music. I love, you know, talking to music artists. But, you know, it, it's there's like a whole world that I'm interested in, that I'm personally interested in. I was just afraid to, to venture out in it. And, dude, when I met you, I, I, I just saw how you were doing it. And I was like, this is awesome. You know, I was I was finally like really enjoying it. Like I wasn't just being informed, but I was, you know, laughing and giggling and, and just having a good time. Like, you know, I used to listen to Louder with Crowder, but I always felt like he wasn't he wasn't giving in us gi giving us anything different. Like he was just regurgitating the same garbage that Sean Hannity, Michael Savage, you know, Alex Jones. He wasn't even as crazy as Alex Jones, you know, Ben, ben Shapiro, like they were buddies. But all of them, it, it's all controlled opposition. You know, there's someone pulling those puppet strings and allowing them to be who they are. We don't have any of that. <laughs> no, we're free. You're 100% because I, because like I want to like Steven Crowder, but then he's all kind of, he's like homophobic and lame. And I like it. Like some of his bits, I want to say, hey, I like you, Crowder. I like this. And some of his bits are whack, which that comes with anybody creating content. But you're right, dude. This controlled opposition. He's just like, on this issue he wears the gun holster because he's so pro-gun like he could you know and, I, and i'm not anti-gun I'm, I'm pro-gun but it's like dude he's just a these guys are cartoon characters and i'm a cartoon character myself but at least i'm not controlled by anybody yet because i'm not we're not successful enough but watch mikey as soon as i get successful uh, uh, sadly yep. i say this now facetiously if i get big if i get i don't know who i get signed to or how that works you whether you want to admit it or not because look when i go on the show with jaron or dave i have Ideology, ideologically, I can't even say it. Ideologically, <laughs> I can't see. It. I can't even talk right now. Um, I have the yeah. same ideals as David and Jaron, but like even on that show, and I'm joking when I say I don't like Rose. I love Rose on the show. But I'm saying even when you're on a show with those friends, I don't want to say like something bad necessarily about crypto. You know what mm. I mean? Because they're into crypto, and then that's so like even in a show where I can speak as freely as I want, I can say whatever I want about crypto. I'm not really a hamstring, but I don't go out of my way to bash it. So what I'm saying, right. even even at no success, you're always like, oh shit, I'm you're gonna be hogtied. I shouldn't do this. I I gotta walk on eggshells. So it's weird. So I kind of understand why Steven Crowder. I'm not saying it makes him cool. I guess I get why when Shapiro and then they get to that side and they become run by multinational corporations, I guess, in theory, and they have to, they have to stick with their agenda talking points. And, right. uh, and, and it's just so obvious, like 
oh, you stand. They can never go off the script. And that's what makes him lame. It, it makes him a guy that Stephen Carter that was young, that was cool, that was like this cool guy. He gets stale like that. Yeah. Same with Ben Shapiro. Yeah, I'm like waiting for him to like actually say something that has any kind of substance or anything interesting. And it, it takes him a whole half hour, 45 minutes. And I'm like, oh my God, I didn't learn anything. And I'm just listening to his bits, you know? <laughs> and his bits are okay. I like somebody that's creative, but it, I mean, and, and I like Dave Landau, but Dave Landau's not that funny. I mean, Dave Landau is funny, but he's not, he doesn't necessarily make Crowder that much better of a show. I don't know. The, no. the, new, the new Crowder show, I, I don't, I don't hate Crowder. I just don't necessarily love it because I'm kind of, I'm kind of, he doesn't. Everybody's great, on a tight you know? leash and you can tell. Yes, yes. I mean, but but there's no good content. I'm saying I'm happy that we can speak freely. There's no, forget Crowder. You know, he's, God bless us, always working hard. There's no good content. I don't listen to Joe Rogan anymore. I used to listen to him. I can't listen to Rogan hardly. I can't listen to, I can't hardly listen to anybody I used to. Uh, basically, yeah. I listen to old Globusters is sadly what I listen to. Uh, I don't hardly listen to, what do you listen to other than like uh, conspiracy stuff when you're trying to kind of plug back into the matrix, like mainstream <laughs> stuff? You know, I jump around like I, I think I've watched every Flat Earth video that I can possibly watch. For the first yeah, three months that I discovered it, I, I literally did not sleep. I was getting like three hours of sleep and I was watching all of Jaren's content before it got deleted and then all of Globuster stuff before they deleted their stuff. And, I, and you're I'm, searching for it. You're searching for shit. Yeah. Old videos of astronauts. That's a weird rabbit hole. I mean, I remember very clearly. You, you can't stop thinking about. It. I remember like going outside and walking and like constantly looking at my phone. Like, oh my gosh, that <laughs> boat is back into the picture. They zoom back in. Like what? And then you watch the Bill Nye. Bill Nye's like, watch. This is a boat going over the horizon. He's like doing his stupid thing. I'm like, I remember watching that in school, and they just debunked it. I'm like, oh. <laughs> It's very, it, it'll blow your mind well, when the earth is not a spinning ball. Back in like 2015, I was teaching eighth grade up in North Hollywood and we wait, showed. Wait, wait, real quick. I want to hear this story. I want to hear the story. Remember the story, but you were in eighth grade in North Hollywood. Those kids wild as shit. A bunch of middle schoolers. I bet their parents were all nut jobs. Oh, they all love me because I, I acted just like a kid. You would be a great teacher. No, but I'm saying, what were the kids? What I imagine is, this is what I, I want to hear this story, but what I imagine the students, like, like I went to Highland Park High School, a bunch of dads or whatever, like, I guess, business people. But I imagine, like, the parents know her, like, either people from that area or, like, people that want to work in the entertainment industry. So these kids have to oh, yeah. be, like, all produce, like, 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 Grip's son and PA sons and whatever. So these kids have to be wild as shit, I'm guessing. Yeah, my my students were half jewish like the half half the attendance was jewish and everybody had a parent that worked in the entertainment of yes. some form like they produced film or they worked in music they, they were like all famous kids and i didn't even dare look and research who these kids were because i, I probably would have gotten in trouble but uh yeah. Were they entitled? Like, were they vaping and smoking weed and stuff? Like, I bet they were. That's what I mean when rambunctious. There's probably all these, like, Hollywood-type kids that just don't. And their parents are probably busy and laid back and liberal. They're probably not all strict. <laughs> so I imagine the kids, like, vaping and not doing their homework, and you still have to give them a C or something. Yeah, th there was a couple of kids that got in trouble for uh, vaping, and they were sent home. But, yeah. you know, it was pretty mild. Like, these kids were, like, well-behaved. You know, it was easy. 
Well, North East. Hollywood's nice. It's not like a terrible place. I just, I just can't believe it's not. I just couldn't imagine growing up. Where did you grow up? Growing up in L.A. Um, well, I didn't grow up there. I, I, I lived there. I started living there around 2008. But I went to high school in San Diego. I grew up in Northern California up until I moved to to, to L.A. But um, San Diego high school is cool. I bet everybody's probably smoking and chilling. But oh, it was so or, different. I, I was you, a skateboarder. I was like totally an outcast. But I mean, I bet you were broke as shit in high school living in San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm just saying, what do you do as a high school kid? You can't afford to do anything in San Diego other right? than skateboard. I mean, you can't send I mean, you can't go to dinner, maybe McDonald's. I guess you go to Wendy's in San Diego. I mean, <laughs> as a kid, you're limited in what you can do in high school as a San Diegan. <laughs> well, definitely it's more expensive now. I mean, it's 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 insanity how how much it's so expensive to live in California, period. Like, I'm glad I don't live there anymore because we, we would have been on our ass if, if we didn't leave when we did. Really? Because yeah, I, I used to envy, like, I used to kind of miss California. Now I don't envy it at all, dude. I do no. like the beach, but, I mean, we can go to Florida. And, and California is a place we can visit, but, man, it has turned into such a dystopian nightmare. It was at once the best state. At one point, California yeah. was the number one state when they were cool with weed, when there was, there was a time when California hit its pinnacle with, like, it was on the forefront of culture and, and movies stuff. That is no longer the case. Maybe they'll have a revitalization in the next two or three, four or five, six, seven, eight years. Some, but right now, it's not even anything to do with the homelessness. It's just the vibes in California from the people and the, 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 the divisiveness. It's lost its luster, in my opinion. Dude, it's it's like a homeless countryside. It when they right before we we moved to Texas, they they lifted the ban on removing the homeless from like the streets because like every week they would like make everybody move and they clean the streets but they they lifted the order about three months before the lockdowns and so you could just camp anywhere anywhere and so you couldn't call the police and say hey they're they're sleeping behind my my garage or by my garbage cans they're like well we can't move them and so it was getting so littered with just homeless people everywhere it's disgusting when 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 people were visiting California from other countries and that's the first thing they see and they're taking pictures of it. It's like it's embarrassing. It's you know, you know in CBS you said a report. I just saw it on, on Instagram. They actually said that that it's the homeless problem's not worse. That the reports are actually down. But then arise right. it's because nobody's reporting all the homeless crime. They said right. crime from the home. I mean, dude, it's that rampant. They don't even report the crime anymore. It's of course ridiculous. not because it would look bad. You know, the, the the homeless programs that they have over there, they only wait for third parties to go in there and build buildings because that's new tax revenue, that's that's new money that's coming in, that's new housing because only a small percentage of of the housing has to be for homeless people. So they're not really solving anything. You know, all the housing that was coming up in like Marina del Rey, in you know. 50,000 units were, were went up in, inside of two years and they're all they're all luxury living it's like dude, <laughs> dude that's the problem too in california you're either in the rat race if you gotta you know it's so expensive you can't even live comfortably unless you're working two jobs like you have to have a nice job yeah. and order deliver uber eats at night or something i mean it's really the quality of life has gone down where it's uh too much squeezing not enough juice in california right now I mean, who wants to live in a one-bedroom apartment for three grand a month? 
you know, it that, that's sucks. just no, insanity. It's, it's ridiculous. And you're in downtown LA or you're like in West Hollywood and you're not even in like, it's not, you don't even have the same protection or uh, safety like somebody that's paying five or 6,000 bucks a month. It's ridiculous. And we're not here to bash in California. Like I said, California is a great state, but man, it is in dire needs of some change. And I hope Gavin Newsom gets recalled. That would be badass. Like I know politics is all fake, but for the political theater, I can eat popcorn and watch it a little bit. And I'd like to see him go. And I'd like to see Caitlyn Jenner win. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Who else? Who else is oh better God. than Caitlyn Jenner? I mean, I know it's terrible in New, New World Order. And now they say transitions are up like 68% from children that are like 7 to 14, which doesn't make sense that, you know, it's not like more oh, kids. It's ridiculous. But so I, I don't like, see, that's the thing. I'm doing a debate on puberty blockers. I'm all for gay rights. I'm pro-gay. I get it. Like, I'm not anti-gay at all. I have a gay uncle that I love so much. I was raised from a young age. I, You know, I have gay family members. I don't I don't look at anybody different because they're gay. But this freaking agenda to uh, transition people's sex, that has nothing to do with being homosexual. That is, like, something totally different where you're trying to, like, create body dysmorphia. Almost it reminds you of when, like, they wanted girls to be super skinny. Like, that's the idea of being, like, really pretty. Now they have these this, like, idea in these these children's head. Like, if you transition, it'll, it'll like, give you this cachet or, you know, it's it's weird. It's it's just so, it's, it's subtly encouraged, even though it's bad, even though, like, you shouldn't be an anorexic, even though you shouldn't necessarily, it would not be good to take pills and want to, you know, be motivated to cut off your penis. It's, like, cool. It's cool, and if you do it, you'll get attention, and you might get your own show, like that Jazz Jennings girl or whatever. Like, you know, you know, you know, might be successful. You might they have to, might have to let you use the men's locker room or build your own locker room in high school, and everybody will talk about you on the daily news. I don't know what their motivation is, but they are subtly, subliminally programming more kids to want to cut off their penis or want to grow a penis, and that is not on accident. I mean. They don't even want to talk about the side effects of all the medications and everything and mood swings and, and jacking up your hormones. They don't, they don't even want to mention that stuff. So no. I'm probably going to have to delete part of this because it's misinformation. <laughs> what? No, have we talked about medical stuff? We want to say the CDC is the greatest health organization in all of health organizations. And uh, if it wasn't for them, I would be dead. Uh, I would be dead in, a, in, a, in an alley because they have given me all the information that I've needed to live for my 34 years so yeah i don't want to give any uh medical misinformation because i want this to go on you might have to uh, uh edit that out but mikey we're so screwed with this censorship that's just such a good point so i hate doing it too i have to take something down and i have to beep a word out we and, and it's not even that we're talking about like tat, like i would almost i could uh, how do i say this I don't understand why flat earth would be bad but i can almost see why like oh you shouldn't say 9 11 was an inside job like that's anti-government, even though I talk about that. Uh, uh, that shouldn't be censored. That should be totally covered. But, like, I can see, like, optically that's, that, you know, that is bad. But medical misinformation, people having different medical viewpoints, that should, we should be able to talk about that. Or people should be able yeah. to say, oh, I took a pill and I got sick. That is considered medical misinformation. Your own experience. That's insane. Like, that, there's no excuse except for that Big Pharma owns all the advertising. That is, like... That's the only reason why. And I'm not saying 9-11 should be censored, but I can almost understand the motivation. But the fact that people go on here and you can't even say like, and there aren't any other cures besides the vaccine. The vaccine is the only cure for anybody listening. <laughs> but if you were to say that there is any others, you're like automatically get a strike. It's, right. it's 
It's because 9-11's old news and, yeah. you know, everything else is, you know, it's jeopardizing their investments. I mean, like flat earth. I mean, I get it. I mean, it's a $4 trillion industry and all the countries are getting involved in it because it's a huge moneymaker. They can just steal as much money as they want from the public. And it's just an unlimited funding center of profit, you know? See, I'm of the opinion is that they should just let flat earth be like how it was. I mean, I guess a lot of people would probably become flat earthers, so. But if they if they were so if it's so stupid to them, which I don't think it is, they should just they should not censure it. When they censure it, that's how you know it's real. And right, it's because it is censored. But in that, reality, that should not. There should be no excuse. Everybody should be able to say what they think. They should be able to say they think the world's a pineapple. I mean, what the fuck? I mean, you know, give me a break. But when you actually make a good, clear, concise video saying the shape of the Earth is incorrect and it gets censored, you're like, well, that means that that video is correct. Yeah. See, that's the thing that I I kind of knew Trump was getting pushed off because of all the censorship. It was getting ready for a regime change. And so I was like, you know what? All these things are happening. Like all these YouTube channels were just being deleted. Like all the Jaren stuff just got taken down. And like, why? He wasn't saying anything that was so like detrimental to society that, you know, his information that he was giving was needed to be taken down. So I had a feeling that Trump was getting booted out after his four years. I mean, even though he really did nothing and the media controlled everything, you know, Trump did nothing. And that's why I had his back, like even the whole election. I'm like, oh, he was handicapped the whole time. They were fighting against him the whole time. But dude, I don't know. Now looking back, that was because we were on the hopium too, because he shut us down. He probably could have kept us open looking back a little longer. He he kowtowed for the optics of the virus pretty fast. But the thing with Jaron is he got a strike from that idiot guy who is uh, used to like him, Bart Sabrell. He's even as annoying. The guy that did all the moon landing documentaries where he couldn't upload for 90 days. So I think he, he made yeah. all his videos private so he wouldn't get risk of getting multiple strikes and getting the channel taken down. So I think that's why he took them all down because he didn't want to lose the entire channel. But like I said, that's still censorship. You get a strike and then if you get a, you know three strikes within 90 days, your whole channel's gone with no recourse. So I'd get it a guy that's built up you know hundreds of thousands of subs or whatever, 160,000 subs, whatever he's at. Doesn't want to lose that. It just sucks. Flat Earth censorship is ridiculous. That shows you they're running and hiding if they got to hide, if they got to hide flat earth, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, the, the kind of the same thing happened right during the election when, because um, we all thought, because I was working at a, a concert venue up in Pasadena at the time. And he, you know, the, the owner was getting worried that we were going to go to a cashless society and, and you know, we had to get rid of cash and we were getting ready for it. The systems were being changed and all that. And as soon as Trump won the election, all that halted and we, it was business as usual. And we went back to what we were doing, what they were doing before and money wasn't. So he was that freaked out from Hillary. He was that freaked out. And then when Trump won, he was that safe. Wow. Yeah. it, it, It was really weird because, uh, yeah, that's, that's trauma-based mind control because really nothing even changed, you know. I mean, right. shit did change, but the illusion that all of a sudden, you know, Hillary's going to come in and no more money, no more cash. I mean, it, they. Well, I say that it takes time, but then I would have never known they could have shut down the world in two weeks. So. Yeah, I mean that's crazy. I mean they they've been building building it up since you know the early two thousands with all the the different um, you know stuff. I don't even know what to call it. Vacations. <laughs> but yeah, like 
it, it, they've just been ramping it up and this is kind of like a trial run and they know they can just control us really easy you know dude dude they got us so controlled but at the same time i always have to contradict that like there are going to be some people like you and i that are awake to this that like they're never gonna have under their thumb but the majority of people are so we don't have to worry about the majority we just have to worry about i guess just the the few people that are hip to what's going on but because we're going to be controlled no matter what people are like oh i gotta get a vaccine to go to back to work or i gotta <laughs> do this too you know what i mean yeah the carrot is not going to work for somebody that realizes that the carrot tastes like poison yeah yeah i i really don't want to eat the carrots <laughs> no not the government not the free government carrots no way those are not the carrots you want to have um because at the end of the day, I even I want to say the government does want to help people like you want to say the idea of the government at one point, I'm sure the government did. But like I said earlier, now that the government is run by multinational corporations, these corporations care about the dollar line, their dollar, you know, their bottom line. They're not worried about they care about they think in dollar and cents, not like, you know, anxiety and heartbreak and empathy and sympathy. They're not they don't have the ability to feel empathetic to somebody's losing their house not a corporation run by CEOs to give themselves hundreds of millions of dollars in bonuses. That's just no. not how this goes, you know? I mean, if the government really cared, everybody would have gotten their money back after the 2008 crash when everybody did lose their houses to the the corporate, you know, uh, mishandling of all, all the, the loans and all that stuff. But they didn't do anything. Nobody went to jail. Nobody did anything. And the CEOs got to walk off with their bonuses with with not even a slap on the wrist that was my waking moment when i was like all right obama's full of shit <laughs> yeah and and now looking back dude he is so full of shit when you watch all the clips and stuff i mean he was bailed out all the bankers it's ridiculous we're such idiots as human beings you just let them walk all over us they literally pee on us and tell us it's raining yeah there's nothing we can do about it and then you know when he was running for office i mean he was telling us we're going to get free health care for all and and it wasn't even like that at all it's just what happened was just it narrowed the market for you know we had like over three thousand insurance companies and it narrowed it down to like 300. so it was really just a corporate takeover 100 you know? percent, it did and that's what they give you the illusion of choice yeah, like there's only like, you know, two electric companies you can choose from, whatever, two, there's like four cell phone services, you know, four internet providers. And, and but yet, like, I think it was George Carlin says, you go to Baskin Robbins, there's 31 flavors. You go to the grocery store, you think you have a, a choice in life because they, they give you the choice to choose all these meaningless stuff, you know, like, oh, what kind of porn can you crank it to for free? But like real choice, like, you know, making change or politicians putting people, in, you know, you only have two republican or democrat so they tell you that you don't really have any options they make either way we lose yes they make you think you have the illusion of choice but you really don't yeah i don't know what the answer is <laughs> i do know what the answer is uh uh we got to grind and shine and we got to just take care of our mental health and wellness and i eat like shit, but at least uh, try to I don't know. Try to take care of ourselves some sort of way. At least take care of ourselves better. I mean, I'm not the best at it, but it, we're always a work in progress. That's what I'm saying. We're always a work in progress. We're never. It's not about the. It's not about the destination. It's about the journey, dog. Yep, that's all we can do. Otherwise, we'll just drive ourselves insane until we're dead. You know, we turn into an alcoholic or pothead. 
Well, I was just <laughs> thinking about. I was just looking at a clip from Leaving Las Vegas. You ever seen that movie with Nicolas Cage? Yeah, I, it's been a, quite a well, while he, since I've seen he it. Dr- he just drinks himself to death. He's like this failed, you know. And and I and I used to. I remember I saw a clip of this on YouTube, and I used to think when I like drank and stuff. I was like, oh, that was just a cool movie. He's like, drinks himself to death. And now I'm like, what a loser, you know, wasting his life. Like, the idea of that movie makes me, this movie won the Academy Award, and it's about this writer that decides, like, he's just fed up with life, and he gets, he's just ruined all of his relationships. He wants to go to Las Vegas, and he wants to drink himself to death. And he does it over a month. He, like, ends up dating a, a, a prostitute. It's an incredible movie, awesome movie. But what I'm saying, it's about the perspective of it. There's a time when, like, when I drank and stuff, I was like, oh, this guy's cool. He's, like, getting so fucked up. He doesn't care about it. And now I look back, I'm like, man, he's like a handsome young man. I'm looking at this as like a young Nick Cage. I'm like, why would we glamorize this movie about this guy slowly killing himself on alcohol? I don't know why I ever thought that was cool. Because that's not what life's meant to do. Life's not meant to be wasted. It's meant to actually take some sort of accountability, have some sort of self-awareness. You know, we can all be on Xanax and be barred out and just, you know, go through life with our blinders on. But no, sometimes we got to look in the mirror, look at the man in the mirror or woman in the mirror, and have some self-reflection and do some self-improvement. And that's really the key to life is like just constantly working on yourself and uh, not trying to worry about other people, not worrying about the NPCs and non-playable characters. Cause that's once you can worry, once you can get control of not being able to control the non-playable characters, your life gets a lot easier and you, you eliminate a lot of stress in my opinion. Yeah, I, I get, I don't like it watching movies where their life is worse than mine or just as bad or whatever i i want movies that that'll make me feel good and that they're inspiring that you, you want to you know be inspired to do something bigger you know i, I don't want to be in a theater just wasted 70 dollars to be depressed like fuck that no <laughs> well that but see some people do they want that cortisol release it's like they want the constant hit of drama and you know i like a drama here and there but i do like to escape from the realism I and mean, you and i are about to escape like a bunch of teenagers when we go to freaking uh Six yeah. Flags. yeah it's gonna be, we're gonna be like <laughs> we're 19 again on the boardwalk uh filming stuff eating churros running around uh i haven't been you are you have the season pass i'm gonna get a season pass too because i'm definitely gonna go out there again oh i've, I've, I've had my season pass for years and so what's good about it. you can go to any six flags in the united states yeah, no, but I'm saying you you love theme parks and like you like the roller coasters. Uh, oh, you ride them all. Yeah, yeah. I used to be afraid of heights. You know, it Me wasn't too. until See, I used I used to not really like roller coasters. Now I love them. Yeah, yeah. I'm the same way. I it used to scare the crap out of me, but and then what happened? And then what? You rode a couple, and you're like, this is really fun. Yeah, like like Magic Mountain, like used to scare the crap out of me, and then um, like I went. What was it? Superman ride, and there was like a a a, a drop one of those drop rides you just go up to the top and they just drop you like 100 miles an hour well i still get horrible anxiety i just keep it locked away and i, I just... get anxiety too we'll get into some anxiety before but I, the, I don't know if i like the drop down one i mean i've been on that too i like the roller coasters more than that but so what happened on the drop down what happened well up until the point where the ride was finishing i, mean, I was scared to death but I, but i wasn't gonna chicken out you know <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, we're not gonna ride we're just gonna ride texas giant we're gonna ride some fucked up ones i'll make you ride something but we're gonna have a good time and if you don't want to ride it you don't have to i'm not gonna twist your arm we're just going to uh oh like i'm I down said, i'm yeah, down we're gonna, be, we're gonna be like kids on a boardwalk i'm gonna feel like a, like i'm literally back i think they used to have that in high school six Flags night where we got a free night to go to six Flags, like the fair day 
Yeah. And uh, that was always the most fun. Yeah. Well, I was supposed to go uh, with my, my work and they wanted us to do the, the, the test. And I was like, you know what? I don't want that in my nose. So I didn't go. I don't blame you. Have you, have you not had the nose thing? I've had it done uh, twice. I had it done. No. You haven't done it one time. You know, after Uh, doctor listening to Dr. Day, like talk about it, put your nose. I was like, nose. Yeah. That, that's, that shit scares me. (laughs) I had to go to the hospital. They made me do it to go into a hospital. I'm like, all right, fuck it. And then one time it's at the very beginning, I got a COVID test at the very beginning of it. Cause I, you know, I was, this is when it first started like March when they, I think it was the first day they opened the clinic and I, I wasn't even sick. I just wanted to film me inside of it. So I said I was, but they did it. They stuck it in me and it, all the way down. It wow. was a pain in the ass. Yes. Yes. So I'm definitely submissive. I want to kiss <laughs> Rachel Levine's titties. I mean, you wanted to, to have them put it in your booty hole. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I would still want that. I don't know why, because I'm tired of the itching it myself. That's what I'm saying. I wish they had some anal swabs going on. I, I'm tired of swabbing it myself. Give me a break. I mean, I can only can only swab it myself for so long. Like, That's break. like the, the white elephant of, of COVID. <laughs> the, the anal what? swabs. The anal Finding swab somebody that'll do it. <laughs> well, you know... Uh, Weirder stuff has happened for COVID. I'll tell you that much. I mean, I'm surprised though that the there isn't more kickback with the going down the nose though, because I just I, I think I was saying that with Doctor Day it doesn't seem necessary if it's you could just get it on your spit. So we can talk about testing, and we want to say all tests are so accurate, and the PCR test is the greatest test ever, and that anything the CDC says is the best ever, and everything is 100% accurate according to Doctor Fauci. I'm. I'm- I think I've been wanting to ask this question, but why do you have Dr. Day on your show so much? I think you've had her on like six times now. I've had her on the most, honestly, because I had her on at the very beginning when I first started. It's funny you asked me that question. (laughs) David Weiss suggested, he's like, you should interview this hardcore woman. Like nobody interviews her. Like you want to be hardcore? I was like, yeah, I'll interview her. And I just had hit it off with her the first time I was, you know, and then she didn't even get into her like white supremacy shit. Not that she's white supremacy. She's like, you know, her Jew hatred or whatever. She says she doesn't hate these people, which I kind of believe her. But then she, you know, says a lot of not nice stuff about um, certain religions. But the reason why I have her on is this is why, because you watch the Howard Stern show, right? Yeah. Okay. Not anymore. Yeah, not anymore, but in the 90s, we used to have this guy, Daniel Carver. He was the head of the KKK. He was a grand dragon wizard of the KKK. And Howard used to always have him on because he was, like, different. And he'd always be like, you know. And so that's why I like having her on. It's because she's so hardcore. Yeah. You know, like this guy. Do you not remember Daniel Carver? I want to show you this guy. Let me show you. Yeah. If if I saw it, I probably would remember. I'm pulling it up. Let me show you this guy because you're like, what are you talking about? (laughs) And... uh, now they have it like scrubbed where he's like hardly on this uh they got him like scrubbed off the internet well of course i mean they're scrubbing everything they're scrubbing but this guy used to always go on the howard stern show so here's let's see the video they're gonna try to hide the video but this is this is uh literally howard stern this guy is the grand nowadays he could never do it but this guy is like he is the grand wizard He's a grand wizard of the KKK, this guy. And, he, wow. and Howard Stern has him on his show all the time. He's like, he's like let's see it. Let's see if he can. See the same research you are seeing. <laughs> you wouldn't well. believe it if you've seen it, just like you don't believe the Bible when you read it. We're so, thinking you're getting some wrong data. <laughs> hey, Daniel, 
So this has got to be a huge blow to you that Obama got the Dem- he is the presumptive Democratic nominee. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's a huge blow. It's a curse that the Bible's fulfilling. God said he would fulfill these curses well, and guesses, and, and it's just one of the curses that we're going to have to live with until the end of time. I, I would see, rather, in my uh, book, Hillary, Hillary obeyed Obama. She would have had a change of beating McCain. Because I would have voted for Hillary. See, my book, it says something you really... You voted for Hillary. Well, well, what I'm saying is he's... And, and there's a bunch of more footage. He was an actual grand wizard of the KKK, and he, he's Howard would always have him on his show. Like, this isn't a, even a good representation. He would have him on as a guest in the studio all the time. Yeah. So I like that idea. She's a, she's hardcore. And because she's so hardcore and she says what she thinks without fear, I'll always give her a, a chance on my show. Until I, until the until the freaking ADL comes after us. <laughs> <laughs> we say, I'm oh, surprised man. I haven't come after her yet, honestly. I mean, I, I like listening to her. I mean, I like her perspective, even though some of it is kind of like I'm cringing as I'm listening, you know, but that that's the beauty of having that kind of guest is like she's she's pushing something, but she has a different perspective. So we don't know. I mean, all of history is big lies. So she could be right. You know, it is a big lie, but she's goofy, too. <laughs> like, uh, what is some of her stuff? She like we're all going to go to heaven and all that. I mean, you know, she's. She was a trauma surgeon at uh, what, like, you know, General Hospital in San Francisco, one of the top hospitals or one of the biggest free hospitals. So she dealt with like she was a legit person. She is a legit person in her brain. She's 84. She's still in good shape. Some of her viewpoints are goofy as hell, but I love her. Yeah. The same. In the, as much as she reads the Bible and knows it and read it 30 times, like, it's like, really, you don't believe that the earth is stationary like i don't you know she, I, I, do you think she kicks back i think she's actually pretty laid back about it she just doesn't want because she's such a brainiac she probably even though she went to school fifty thousand years ago she uh yeah. she's she, at the end of the day she still is as much as she's like this skeptic conspiracy theorist she's still probably one of those smart nerdy type person that, that reads a book and remembers it you know and like yeah. so she's probably too she's too indoctrinated Right. Oh, we're not on it. No, the sun is 93 million miles. Or she, you know what I mean? However, they taught it to her the first time. It's she. She learned stuff too intensely where she can't unlearn that. Yeah. So she would probably have an have a an issue with just Jack and Karen B because they they've been like just dissecting the scriptures, which is awesome. I've been I've been watching her show and and I can't wait for. I mean, I'll go through the whole Bible and just relearn it from scratch. I love Karen B. I, I've only watched a little bit of those clips. So why? What is it? Just bring out. It's it's the true. What it? What is? I, I've seen clips of her. I've seen you know just watched pieces of it. But what is she doing? She's really decoding the Bible. Yeah, they're they're decoding it and they're comparing it with the the original Torah or the the Hebrew language. And so they're using the concordance and they're going just sentence by sentence by sentence. It's very long. Like like they'll go through one page in in a two-hour episode what? It, it's really intense but you'll learn something and, and you, you realize I bet you will it's a lot different than me eating pancakes i just <laughs> did a mukbang right pancakes i just sent it to the editor i'm about to upload another one where i'm eating uh, uh impossible whopper and, and falafel so <laughs> yeah I, I we're making different style of content but i love karen b's work
Yeah. I mean, I just love that, that long format, just kind of like, you know, it's not really entertaining. It's just informative. Like, like I've always been curious about the Bible and always wondered how we've been deceived, you know, like the, the, uh, Yehovah, Yehovah, or however pronounce, how you pronounce it. I mean, he was removed from the Bible like 2,828 times. And, and you kind of discover why, because th- there's so much power in his name. They don't want you to know he, he, you know, that he exists and they want you to say God and God is the, the son deity. So they want us worship, worshiping something that we shouldn't be, you know? Oh, so. that's exact. They want to do the exact opposite of what we should be. That's literally they got to invert it. So it's funny how they right. do that. It- yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Flat Earth has opened me to so many things. It's it's so crazy. Like, you know, I don't even like saying Flat Earth because we really don't know the shape of the Earth. I just exactly. know we're not spinning. I, that's what I'm saying. I don't know the shape of the Earth. I know we're not spinning. That's why I don't like getting in that argument. It's like, oh, I just know we're not on a water ball either. You know, I know that, they're, right. you know, the, the, the idea that we're on this like perfectly round ball made of water doesn't make sense either. No. And then like when I was I was about to talk about the how we showed a video of my eighth grade class and it was the Vsauce video of the sun flying through infinite space at 1.3 million miles an hour. And we're supposed to believe that we're chasing the sun at 500,000 to 827,000 miles an hour. That is all ridiculous because we can't empirically test it or prove it. It's the it's perpetual all bullshit. motion doesn't make sense. Like I see the sun and moon moving. So I, I, I don't know how, but like the idea that we're just perpetually moving, it, it's almost unnerving. Like if you really did actually think, and I used to think this as a kid, like if you really did think you're on this flying space ball. You can almost get car sick. Like if you, if you really imagine that all the time, like if you, but that's not, that's not what we feel. Our senses tell us the exact opposite that we're not moving. But at the, all the magic of gravity holds us all together. And and re- relativity, we, we don't sense it because of relativity. You know, it, it's all bullshit. And the reason why we, we see the, the 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 North Star every day is because we're on an axis at twenty three point five degrees, and that's bullshit too. And it's, it's like, so far away, and so we can move all the same because it's trillions of light years away. That's why it doesn't move. It's like give me a break. I hate that excuse. Yeah. And then people try to tell me, oh, we see the dark side of the moon. We just don't see it. You know, the, the, the earth and the, and the moon perfectly turn. And so we always see the same face. And I'm like, really, do you honestly believe that freaking malarkey? Like, and, and it should be off by a sec. Like if it's off by even one second, then eventually we should be able to see it. You know what I mean? Like technically, and we never do. It's never off. Like, you know, if, if it, you should, we should be able to see more of the moon than we do. If, if the cycle wasn't perfect and uh cyclical but it's a perfect cycle and it's it's indescribable when you says 13 28 day cycles and a woman's period is 13 28 day cycles that's weird yeah i mean if you talk to every woman they almost all fall within like a few days of each other of the same cycle it's really weird it's something the sun, moon, and stars are very important. That's the thing. It's like, as a as a person that is a geocentrist or you know doesn't think the Earth's moving, we actually look into the sun, moon, and stars. These people don't, dude. They don't know that the sun is the official story, ninety three million miles away, or the moon's two hundred thirty seven thousand miles. Nobody knows this, so no. it just sucks if people actually look into the machinations of the universe. It's very quick to figure out they're lying to us. Yeah, I love that you. Uh 
<laughs> you called Michael Horn stupid, and you were calling him all kinds of names. <laughs> I love it. I, was I see? My mom said I was rude to him, and I was. I didn't go back and watch her. She said I was too mean. She's like, you really need to apologize here. I'll even say what I. He deserved it. You were being okay, nice me, about it too. Let's see what my mom exactly said. Okay, <laughs> she said, "Please give me a call." Hold on, she's at the dentist. Time is running out for inspection. Okay, hold on, hold on. Uh, let's, let me see what she said exactly. She said. Um, you shouldn't get so emotionally charged with your elders. Sad show, hard to watch. Elders? You were, yeah, you were rude. That's what she said. Oh, wow. So you, yeah. So I wasn't. And, and Michael Horn, he tweets at me and stuff. He's a, he's he's tougher than he looks. He didn't care. He he. It was all everything that you were saying was going in one ear and out the other. So he those insults were not affecting him at all. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't care. No, because he you know he was accusing all of us, all of us. That we don't do any research, that we just believe in hearsay, in third-party, you know, statements, without doing any investigation, and he's he's doing exactly what he's accusing us of. And he's not doing, doing worse. He's using those shitty fake photos, like they're real, dude, and they're right. so clearly fake. And I could be like, dude, that is trash. But people have commented and said those pictures are trash. So he knows they're trash. I don't know why he presents like they're real. Yeah. So to be, to say that, oh, well, I know someone who works for NASA. Well, I met someone from NASA who actually told me everything in within an hour and a half. And he told me that 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 uh, the global warming was just a political hoax. And he, he said that when we saw the, the Snapdragon hit the hit the, the the ceiling and it looked like a giant wake, like like you ever ever been wakeboarding? And, yes. and the river, that's what it looked like. And anything, I mean, I've seen rockets fly up up in, up in space at nighttime. You don't see the the bright light of, you know, like, it, it, it's really weird how the firmament is really like this crystal barrier. So when you do hit it, it looks like a comet. Or it looks like the, the, the waters are... are waving apart so that's what it looked like and when he told me oh yeah the, the rocket just hit the firmament like it was just a casual thing that everybody knew and i was like what that's real he's like yeah we've never we've never went outside of lower earth's orbit i'm like you mean to tell me you work for nasa and you don't think that anything any of this is real and he's like no but you know everything is so decompartmentalized yeah, uh, compartmentalized uh, yeah. that no one knows what each other's doing inside NASA. And nobody so, has any power to do anything. Like, you know what I mean? Even if, even if you're the top engineer, you're not really engineering jack shit. You're just no. basically running a simulation on a computer the whole time. Right. It's just like the artists. I mean, they don't know what, what else, everyone else is doing in NASA. They just, they're just focusing on the artwork and whatever, Whatever the other departments had given him the information, I was like, okay, well, this is they're all the pictures that we have of Earth. Make a ball out of this, you know. So and, and Rob Simmons even admits, like, oh, we, Photoshop, exactly. it has to be. But like that, what's annoying about that is, um, somebody like had to tell him, like, he had to be like, hey, what do I say? I just feel like I don't know who coached him to say it's Photoshop, it has to be. It's just something was very weird. Because we know that photo is fake, but then they tell us that the, the only photo of the whole entire Earth is from the Apollo moon mission. Uh, and it looks like, I mean, obviously it's fake a photo, but like it doesn't even look the same as that one. So it's just really, I don't know. Every picture of Earth they give us, guys, you have to believe us. Do your own independent research. They're fake. 
That's what I hate. They, they're fake. They say, oh, this is what Earth looks like. No, it's not. That is a cartoon depiction of what you think you're on. And it pisses me off that people believe it. They're like, oh, somebody took that picture. No. Yeah, we've been in space since, what, 1972? And we only have two pictures, supposed real pictures of Earth. And everything else is a, is a composite image or, or just flat-out cartoons. And then China is now going to space and their shit looks so bad. Excuse my French, but it's just, I don't know. I don't know if this space stuff will ever get exposed. If it, if it does, it'll be some other country that does it. It won't be the United States. Cause like, they'll just cover it up at all costs. They're like, literally they'll just never admit it. That that's the problem. Like, uh, nobody ever as a Libra, I don't know. And I'm getting more into astrology, I guess, the more I become a truther, but like nothing will ever be fair. There's no justice. Like justice will, when George Floyd dies, like one of the biggest heroes of all time, and you think of all the other black men that actually did stuff for society and actually put in the work and actually made the black community a better place, like just countless of black people. I mean, yeah. Did you see the, his bronze statue? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. George Floyd is anointed as, the hero because he was killed by a cop like man society is so screwed up the people we put as heroes that's really weird yeah and i'm not saying don't even remember george floyd even if you believe the story how it is we can remember george remember george floyd but it's the same with like colin kaepernick they make these guys these fake heroes they didn't they didn't even do anything he took a knee so what i mean a lot of you sharif abdul rahim this basketball player used to do that in the 90s and actually got benched for it they, they, they're not doing anything new. They're just they're just getting pumped up and being anointed like George Floyd as this real hero and the the farthest in front. They're the opposite over here. They're anti-hero. I can't I can't watch anything anymore, like television. I I almost have this like guilty pleasure of watching NFL football because I love football. I can't seem to to tear myself away from it. Like no matter how bad it is, it's one it's one of the few sports that doesn't have all this like subliminal stuff it i just watch it for the game and that's it there's no you know you don't see people kneeling or, or doing anything out of out of character to to support some narrative that's why i still watch it it's just everything else seems like there's some some message you know like basketball i, I can't stand to watch it Dude, the NBA sucks, but like football, I want to hate football too a little bit. But I mean, it's it's hard not to enjoy a little bit of football because it's kind of fun to escape. But dude, pro sports though, I could give two shits about. I, I was talking about this yesterday. I would have never thought this. I was like actually kind of happy when the when the Mavs got eliminated from the playoffs because I was like, I don't good. I don't have to hear from Mark Cuban for a few more months. Oh, I'm yeah. so sick of him because he's the worst. I want to like the Mavericks, but it it's very. It's impossible for me to like them. <laughs> and he kept the he kept the stadium closed all the whole time when they could have yeah. been open. Like why? <laughs> to virtue signal because that's all he cares about. He, he doesn't care about the fans. If you cared about the fans, you'd open the stadium up to the fans. If the protocol, if it fits the if the government protocol, we could have been fully open. Like the stars were more open. The uh, Cowboys were more open. And I'm not saying they're good. I'm not even trying to use them as good examples. I'm just saying he was extra cautious to be an extra bitch ass to be an extra New World Order uh, virtue signaler. Do you think he was getting money to stay closed? I don't even think he cares about money. I think he, he just had to do it because he's on ABC Shark Tank and he's with all these agents. Yeah, he doesn't need money. 
Yeah, he, they just say, hey, you have to. You can't You can't run. You can't be the Texas guy, Lucy Goosey. You need to be an example. Because he's going after Trump, and he's going after, like, those conservatives. Which, if, if Cuban was smart, if he had half a fucking brain, he should hire me. And I don't even know. I wouldn't even be the right guy to hire. He should have a lunch with me. He should... He created a show called The Benefactor copying Trump, right? I don't... Do you remember that? It was a failed show. It, no. it, it didn't even make it a full season. So... So he has always looked up to Trump. He has this animosity. If he, and so what I'm saying is he secretly wants to be Trump. If he actually secretly wanted to be Trump, which he does, he should go the conservative route. He should be the staunch Texas conservative, anti-Hollywood, anti-liberal, anti-guy. Because that's what he started off as. Mark Cuban used to be the guy that would sit in the cheap seats and he'd wear like jeans and a t-shirt. He's just like, oh, he's the owner that, that dresses normal. Dude, now he's the exact opposite. He's like, and, and he could... He could actually have success, in my opinion, is if he went the Trump route. If he went the like, I'm going to be a conservative. I'm going to be a free speech advocate. I'm, no, but he's but a kiss it, ass. Exactly. He's saying he can't. He can't go against that because he has to be an NBA, China. He's a globalist. He can't be an American first. That's the thing. He these people are global citizens. They're not citizens of Texas like you and me, or citizens of the United States. They're citizens of the world, and they have to kowtow to China. He realizes that like it's not about money, but that his influence and lifestyle will greatly change if he goes against these certain sacred cows that he can't go against. Yeah, and he's gonna have a rude awakening because he doesn't have the the right bloodline. <laughs> yeah i mean I, you know i think we all have the same awakening we end up 86 or dead but as long as I, I look at a guy like john mcafee you know he had his life he lived on the run fame fortune this and that but and i don't think he killed himself but it's it still he still it still ends like i don't know how to i don't even know the point i'm trying to make it's just like you can have this wild life you can do this life on the run but in the end Nothing really matters. Isn't that a song? Uh, is that Lincoln Park? Uh, and that's not how I feel. Oh. I don't want to be not. I don't want to be nihilist like that. But it's it just kind of sucks. Like as much as you fight and fight and fight, whether you're fighting the new world order or you're just fighting to make it, like we all have an expiration date. So we probably need to chill and just try not to go so fast. Try to try to slow down and and uh, savor the flavor, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't know what the verdict is on on the John McAfee thing. Like. I think they've always had it in for him, you know, because, he, you know, I mean, there was this whole like security breach that's going to happen worldwide and he probably was against it, you know, I don't know. Dude, the cyber polygon, he goes out right before the cyber polygon uh, simulation is about to happen. Very unusual, but I mean, yeah. everything's so unusual. Nothing's a coincidence. Well, man, we've been at this for an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> We've been crushing it. We crush it. And, uh, uh, you know, you gave me the best intro I've ever had, Mikey. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. And I'm going to share the crap out of that right now. I'm probably going to get kicked off of every platform we posted on. I'm just kidding. Maybe some of the stuff we said here, if you censor it, will be fine. But I may have to bleep a few. We're going to have to bleep some stuff, but we covered a lot of subjects. And this is a great interview. And like I said, dude, my ego you know I needed stroke sometimes and you did that and I love you and I appreciate you and I cannot wait till we go film some content. We're going to create a crazy ass video uh, on Wednesday at uh, uh, Six Flags Texas. Yeah, we might have to make it a series and go there like every That's what I'm saying. We're going to make week. it a series. We'll go there. That's what I'm saying. We'll go at least bi-monthly because I'm going to get a season pass because we can always film people and ask people questions. It'll be a perfect place to get like, like, 
American slice of pie at the theme park. You know, yeah. it's just a, it's a goofy place. It's a good cross section of Americans. Mukbang but did you see with yeah, Alex yeah, and Mikey. Mikey, we're gonna mukbang for sure. But and did you see <laughs> at Hurricane Harbor across the street, a woman was shot and murdered this week? What? Yeah. No freaking way. Yeah, and they just caught wow. the kid. It was, it was some young black people. Wow. That's wild that's insanity. Sure. But we're safe at at. Uh, at uh, I'm surprised there's black people. They're not usually normally good at swimming. But uh, yes, that is what happened. Uh, at, that's racist. Uh, that no, that's that's just that is a little racist. I apologize to the black people listening. I love you guys all. What I do want to say is this: we're not going to get shot because we're going to be packing. We're gonna we're gonna have our own heat. So if anybody <laughs> causes drama, clack 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 clack, talkity clack. Don't talk back. Yeah, I don't like to tell people I. Well, I don't carry. I'm not going to really be carrying a gun, just a camera. But I just want to kind of insinuate, if anybody wants to come over and start talking noise, I got yeah. two guns right here, left and right pythons. You should join my martial arts uh, program. Well, I don't want to hurt anybody. I should join <laughs> it. But, you know, I was trained by a, a the drunken master, so I only am able to. Oh. I don't drink anymore, so I don't know if I can still fight. Because I was trained by a drunken master to fight only drunk, but we can we can go this. I could learn how to fight sober, maybe. No, I have a lot of fun. Like I'm belt testing tonight. So what? Yeah. What? So what belt for are you going going for tonight? I, I think it's purple belt or blue belt. I I don't know which one. You're gonna dominate. I hope it's purple in honor of LSU <laughs> in honor of this interview. <laughs> so I'm working my way up. I'm I'm getting in the black belt program. So. It's all yeah. about the mind, body, and soul. There's nothing better than martial arts because it's not it's not the exercising just for the body. It's like doing the repetition and, and moving your body and and like you know releasing your lymph nodes by you just really get your body chemistry in a much better shape by doing some sort of form of cardiovascular yep. exercise and like it, that. It helps keep your mind sharp, you know, because you're you know, you got to keep your reflexes up. I was getting kind of chubby there for a minute and getting kind of jelly <laughs> i know i'm sorry i'm 216 i just got on the thing and i, I was 195 when i started the show but i can lose wow. it i know i know i gained 25 but i can lose it this is one thing i've gained it over the year before when i was 195 i was dieting i was 195 for over a year at that weight or about a year but i was dieting all the time i was always like worried about sugar i was always being so annoying i was always like not not eating during the day i stopped eating meat I gained 20 pounds, but I don't diet at all, dude. I'll snack, I'll eat. I don't even worry about it, which I got to stop. If I could just get my eating times in order, about 10 pounds would fall off. It's probably, the problem is it's like, I did the intermittent fasting where I would not eat before 12. And I usually did a good, I'd go up to like six. I was doing the OMAD one meal a day. The weight fell off for anybody that really wow. wants to lose weight. For anybody that's really, oh, I got to lose weight for a wedding or something. Because you're mini fasting. You're mini fasting, you're mini fasting. And it's hard yeah. at first. You're not good at it. But if you do that for two weeks, you're guaranteed to lose 15 pounds, 10 pounds for sure. Uh, if you can yeah. just, but that, but you think about it for two weeks, that's only 12 dinners. As you count it, that's 12. I mean, you say 14, but I'm saying Look at all that really, money you saved, <laughs> you, but, but you got to think about it. It's like, you're, you're, you're the, the first, the reason why it's only 12 is because you've got to skip kind of the first one. You got to kind of skip the lot. You have to get 12 meals in 14 days is the way to do it. Um, and you'll, Whoa. you'll, you'll lose a lot. I did that and I lost so much weight. I was only ate 12 meals in two weeks because how I started, I guess you do a 24 hour fast and you eat. And dude, I lost, I was so thin. That's, I have a picture of me with abs. So that was like my last cutting thing. And that was, 
That was hardcore because I picked out all my 12 meals. It was fucked up. Mikey, I got an interview to do. I loved it. What else do we got to say before we go? Well, just give out your uh, your uh, website address and we'll we'll talk offline and we'll we'll you know set up our, our six flags times. Extravaganza, our mukbang yeah. vlog. We're gonna we're gonna <laughs> set it. Guys, go follow me, Conspiracy Castle, please, on Twitter, Alex999. And I'm very available. If you guys can't find me, then you don't know how to work the internet. And just click God the links yourself. in the description. <laughs> That's simple. it. Mikey, I love you, my brother, and I will see you soon. Thank Peace. you so much for coming on the show. It's such an honor. I can't believe it. We finally did it. <laughs> and we're going to do some more. Now we're going to create a bunch yep. more content. So All be right. on the lookout. All right. <laughs> see you, Mikey. I got see you. I'm doing a thing. Dude, I'll talk. I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll play next Wednesday, 1 o'clock, and I'll, I'll talk to you between then. Peace. All right, cool. Thank you so much for watching this episode of KGUP Presents. Be sure to follow Alex Stein on Conspiracy Castle by clicking the link in the description. And if you haven't already done so, please hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. And if you love this show, you can support us by purchasing a t-shirt, hat, or even a sling bag. You can go to www.kgup1065.com forward slash shop. The links are also in the description. And for a limited time, these t-shirts are at a special price of only $13. They are priced so low, we don't even make a whole lot, but this project was never really meant about the money. It's about the message, and it's about the content. Oh, and be sure to tune in next time because we have another special guest. We have the amazingly talented Alex Michael of Conspiracy Music Guru. You may know him as Flat Earth Man. So thanks again for watching KGUP Presents. Until next time, this is Mikey J. I'm out. We want that energy, guys. Yes. I was on a Broadway dating show. It was whack. I lost. Embarrassed. My parents disowned me. But, um, guys, I'm actually doing really good. And I'm coming here um, from the Church of Scientology as a representative to tell you guys that if you guys want, y'all can be clear too. No, I'm serious because, like, Scientology changed my life. I used to be gay, and then I joined Scientology, man, I'm freaking straight, and I was really gay. I used to, like, fantasize about 6090 Dog the Bounty Hunter, like, no, it was sick. I had fantasy where I wanted a 69 Guy Fieri, but I wanted to use his signature buffalo wing sauce with 31 individual spices. That is what I would, that's what I had in my spank bank, guys. Some nasty Guy Fieri spicy 69. Then I joined Scientology, guys. I'm so straight, I could 69 Whoopi Goldberg right now. Hard, guys. I mean, I've been knocking on Whoopi's doors so all day now. I'm straight. It's all, uh, it's all thanks to Scientology. It was actually really easy. Uh, like, I, I had to fly to, like, Clearwater, Florida, do some shit. I wouldn't put a pantation. And then I just gave Tom Cruise a couple blowjobs. And boom. I'm straight. The Scientology's tight because, like, uh, I, I met these, like, really cool. They're a little weird, but these Asian Scientologists. 
Freaking wicked, wild, nasty, sexy girls. They're into weird stuff like uh, sex dolls and robots. Let me tell you something. These dolls, they're real robots. They have functions like gyrate, wheezing, they moisten at the touch. And uh, I have a Hillary Clinton sex robot, and I just sit there and I just eat her out like for hours. It's disgusting, and I probably should go to jail or at least be on some, some list. I don't know, but I love this new chick. She's sexy. This little I call her my little Latin, my little Latin uh, politician. She's spicy. I like ginger. Ocasio's Cortez. Very sexy name. Three names. Thanks to Scientology, Bonerville. But I'm trying to get the uh, Asian Scientology chicks to make me like an AOC sex doll. So I can make it 69 my Hillary Clinton sex doll. Well, it's 69 with the Asian chicks. Because I'm disgusting and I hate myself. <laughs> But I don't hate myself as much, thanks to Scientology. Thank the Lord. But I'll be honest, Scientology, that wasn't like my first choice out of the gate. Like, I fucked with some other religions. Like, I used to fuck with Jesus. Hey, Amen, motherfucker. Amen. But my church, they expelled me for, I don't know, some controversial behaviors, what they documented as in the police report. But... Did, uh, I stood up and I asked a question. I said, Pastor, he's like saying all this mumbo jumbo about Jesus and snakes and shit. I don't really give a fuck. I'm hungover. Okay? And I said, Hey, I got a question. You talk about this Jesus dude, son of God. I mean, honest to God, do you think who would win in a one on one basketball contest? Michael Jordan or Jesus Christ? He's a game some bullshit about Jesus. And I was like, dude, you're wrong. Michael Jordan is a six foot eight black dude. Jesus is a five foot Jew. I mean <laughs> Michael Jordan's gonna run that shit, guys. And then I asked him, Do you think uh, Jesus Christ could win uh, a national spelling bee? I said, Yeah. Of course he could. Oh, you think he's gonna beat Sadiq, the kid from Grand Prairie, both of his parents? Are neurosurgeons? You think Jesus says that's called precocious? I don't even think he spoke English. I don't know. But he's not gonna beat Sadiq, and I will take that to the bank. Go to Vegas and get rich. From Jesus failing. No, but uh, I'm real controversial. Like I, I love uh, conspiracy theories and think about Jesus and stuff, but. Uh, like the moon landing flat earth. <laughs> Did Michael Jackson really rape those kids? Yes. <laughs> but uh, but uh, for my intense research, because I am like a professional conspiracy theorist, uh, I learned that when we actually went to the moon, we didn't have a bathroom. Uh, Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, they had a device that they could urinate and defecate in. And they just pooped in their pants, basically. And I was upset because that's not the American way. You know, the American way is we should have shot a space toilet up there. <laughs> taking a big space dump. So when the aliens find it, the first thing they do is play with our poop. That's the ultimate 
troll, guys. <laughs> and now with Space Force, Trump is going to shit all over the moon. <laughs> and the aliens are probably going to put it in their mouth. And that's disgusting. But the one alien that does that and they figure out what it was is going to be like, oh my god, it's going to be so bad. So, <laughs> fuck the aliens. Play with my poop. I'm out of time. Thank you guys very much. Guys, that was fucking Alex Stein. Yeah. We will 69 any one of you. I'm not joking. <laughs> Jesus Christ.